0: The Legion, Legion of Lethargic Supergeeks. Discussing comics, one trade at a time.
1: Welcome to the Legion of Lethargic Supergeeks. This week we're talking about our Book of the Month Club selection, which is Cairo by G. Willow Wilson and M.K. Perker. Um... It's a Vertigo release, so I'm counting it as our DC comic uh, selection. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> I did that specifically because of some commentary about DC comics being for kids. <laughs> True. And so I thought that I would pick something that um, was a little bit more, um, had some more adult themes and might appeal to uh, you guys more so than like the latest Justice League, which was really, really bad. I'm going to rant about that on a future episode. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But anyway, Cairo. Uh, I'm just gonna, as as our habit, go around the room and get initial thoughts. Uh, Scotty, you want to start us?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, it started out very strong. Um, uh, the ending was okay, but uh, my I, overall, I, I really liked it. I mean, uh, and I didn't know if I would or not. Just kind of looking at it, um, right? Go
2: on why I like it a little later, but.
1: Chip, oh, by the way, before you talk, this is a graphic novel. This is not yeah, a Yeah, I was going
2: to say, this is not a trade. This is a graphic novel. You got it. Our first. <laughs> Very special. Um, I actually, when you were like, Cairo, I was like, what is this? I ordered it up. I'm looking, I'm like, what? And then I'm flipping through it, and I'm like, there's no superheroes in this. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. I was like, you know, whatever. But And then when I started reading it, and it was all the you know Middle East, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to get into this. But right. it was actually really good. I like the end because it, it ended on a positive. And I think, if anything, what they're trying to say in this is, you know, there's got to be something positive. You know what I mean? Right, from the um, whole situation over there. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, you know, and they touched on the situations, you know, like the you know, um, suicide bombers and all of that. But it still was very entertaining. Right. You know, and um, I like that I wish it, like the back cover, I wish it had been in color.
1: Yeah, well, lighten up, Ted Turner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to Ted, see what he can do with it for me. Hey, Brian, you know? what would you think, man?
3: Uh, this was my favorite so far of the three we've done, of the three we've reviewed. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I liked how they just took a, a whole other, well, they took a look at a, another culture's mythology, as opposed to pulling it out of sort of our own sort of comic universe or pulling it out of uh, you know uh, mythology that we're more familiar with and um, so yeah, I, I, I really really enjoyed it.
1: Um, I want to ask you guys what you thought about the characters because one of the things I think is the strength of this book is the idea that you know I think that she develops these really interesting characters that all have sort of their totally different storylines. Um, Did anybody have, like, a favorite character in the book?
2: I like the genie. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: me too. If I was going to pick one, that would be it. (laughs) He's a superhero.
1: He's the superhero. That's right.
2: But, no, I mean, I thought thought it was interesting that everybody in it is kind of like an... What's the word I'm looking for? I want to say archetype. But everybody's like, you know, you've got the white girl who doesn't know anything, you know, and thinks she knows everything. Right. You've got the American Arab who's going to be a suicide bomber because he's so confused... I mean, everybody's exactly the cliche that they should be. Right. You've got the journalist who worries too much, you know, is all caught up in the loss and how, you know, the pain of everything. And of course, then there's the hashish runner because he can't do anything else and, you know, it's, it, because there are no jobs for him and da 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 da. So everybody's almost like a cliche, but it all works because remember, all cliches are based in truth. I mean, right. you know, so and, and, you know, and hey, It's a graphic novel. I don't, you know, we don't have, you know, two hundred fifty pages of character development before we get to whatever. We got to go ahead and have their backstory to where you know it, just by looking at them, and then you can go forward with the story.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the characters were interesting, but not. What's the word? I'm. How should I phrase this? Um, We're not smart enough for this podcast. I'm coming. We can't think of the words. They're
3: not um, overly original. Yeah, and they're also
0: not. They're not, I don't want to say engaging, they're not, uh, I wasn't, I didn't find myself really, really drawn to one character, Right. but I found myself drawn to the story and their predicaments in the story, is probably the best way to put it.
1: How about you, Brian?
3: Yeah, you didn't really know the characters well enough to sort of root for them. Exactly, Um, exactly. You're rooting for the cause, but not necessarily for the characters, but it's funny that I just, Sort of took a step back in looking at the characters and started thinking how, and this is probably very typical of uh, just any story. You could probably take characters out, but how, you, how I was able to take these characters and put them into the same roles that were played in the original Star Wars. <laughs> you have the drug runner. Uh, you've got uh, the, oh, the clueless yeah. teenager kid. Right. Um, You've got and, Shams, and, and in Star who, who Wars, was the genie, was who, like uh, that sort of the Obi-Wan character who, yeah. who bites it in the end and, of course, passes on his, his yeah. abilities. I um, think you're on to so, something, Brian. But, uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, ultimately, as far as uh, kind of the characters, I agree with you guys completely that they're just, uh, and it, it, there's just not enough story there to really um, become really... A, Involved with them, other—it's just basically the stories thrown right out to you, and they introduce the characters within just a page each. And you're supposed to know from from those stereotypes what they're supposed to be like. But at the same time, the whole story as a, as a whole is trying to break stereotypes. So.
0: He's playing with his lightsaber. Sounds on his. There is an okay. apple. No, okay, here we go. His this iPhone. is my
2: one. The greatest application ever made for the iPhone is called Lightsaber. There it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I know. And when you go like this, it turns it on. And as you move it around, it uses the accelerator and the phone. So
3: well, you, from now on, whenever we have a, a Star Wars reference, you have to pull yeah, it out.
2: Yeah, that's what that that's I was thinking. I was like, I know we're going to mention it. So as soon as we do you,
1: you know what my wife's favorite application is? What? The one that looks like she's drinking a beer. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where like you tilt it back and the beer goes away? Okay. And that's part um, of the problem.
2: Not really.
1: (laughs) She's going to kill me for saying that. Um, No. um, One of the things that I really liked about this book but was scared about when I was reading this book related to the characters was the whole whole magic element, the genie element. When it first showed up, it was a little bit unexpected for me because there's sort of like a, there's like a writing rule that says that in like the first five minutes of a of, of a movie or with a comic book within the first like 10 pages you kind of have to like let the people in on the rules of your universe you know and uh and with this one i don't remember when the genie first showed up but it definitely was not in the first 10 pages no no, no no yeah it was
2: after he mm-hmm. fell asleep
1: yeah, in fact, I want to say that it, was, it might have been 50 pages in. and um,
2: no, it wasn't that long, but hold on, I'll tell
1: you. Uh, please tell me while I'm telling you about this. Um, an example of a comic where that didn't work was, uh, I'm holding a, a copy of this thing called Revelations in my hand. It's by uh, Paul Jenkins and uh, uh, Humberto Ramos. And um, I loved this book until I got to the last few pages of it because it was like a murder mystery. And it had this really interesting artwork style to it. And uh, it's set in, like, uh, the Vatican. And, uh, and, and it was just incredibly cool and incredibly interesting until I got to, like, the last ten pages, and then it turns out that the culprit was Satan. Yeah. And I was, I was you know... And, and up until then, there was nothing about this that was the real world. What page? Thirty pages. Thirty pages. In so
2: that's, that's pretty deep. And then when he first shows up, you're like, you, you know, realistically... You got like, yeah, no, 30 wrong. pages, 30 pages. Right. You know, and that threw me. I mean, because I, like, I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of, I don't know about this, and the genie came in. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop here and come back later, but that's it. Okay, now we've found a genie into it. But, you know, the thing is, is it was kind of weird, I guess, because I'd read American Gods and just got through listening to the audio book of it. Right. The whole gin thing and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll buy that. You know, now after American Gods, you know, you throw a, you throw any god in there, and I'm like, okay, let's see where it goes.
3: <laughs> did, did, did that bother you at all, Brian? No, no, actually it didn't. Um, I For some reason, I sort of anticipated that something like that might be coming, and that may just because I flipped through the book real quick just to look at, you know, when sure. you first get something like that, you're flipping through, and you see some images of... I don't know what the what the creature was that had all the faces on it, but um, yeah one of the demons it sort of looked like the ship monster but um <laughs> from, <Right>. from... yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i um it I, it didn't really bother me, so i sort of expected it in some way but um I didn't know where they were going, but I sort of figured there had to be some sort of supernatural uh, aspect to this, even if it was only going to be slight, and it turned out not to be so slight. Um, obviously, that's uh, it was really sort of the... Focus. Focus, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was definitely a a, a plot device that was used heavily. Uh, Scotty, what what'd you think? Did that jar you at all?
3: No. Uh,
0: it, that was my favorite part. <clears throat> I mean... That element of the book was my favorite part was whenever they were dealing with uh it's almost like you know showing my limited um, experience, but just kind of an you know the arabic the arabic Nights or something, sure yeah, where it had elements of um of that i that's when I thought it was really cool, and that's why i don't think I liked the ending quite as much because it kind of it has this thing where it starts out in real life goes into Sort of supernatural element, and then back into real life. Right, right. But my and my favorite part was by far the elements with the genie, or when they go to it's the underworld story. under the Nile. I thought that was all really cool and, and really the well under done. The Nile and all of yeah, that. Yeah, or even the guy with his hands burning on fire, the villain. Yeah, you know, I, I, those elements I just were definitely my favorite.
1: Well, um, talk to me about the art style. I mean, um, I know that I know that people. Often don't like the black and white thing, and that throws people for a loop. But I, I really enjoyed the way this was done. Um, was that difficult for those of you who read more color comics to get past? Or
2: I grew up reading. Uh, it was they were published by a company called Warren, and it was creepy and eerie, Vampirilla. <laughs> and I also read a lot of the Marvel came out with a whole bunch of uh, other their their magazines. They made them in the magazine form, so there was no comic code on them. They were called Vampire Tales, Planet of the Apes. There's a bunch of them. I read all of those. They were always all black and white. So, I mean, black and white doesn't, I mean, but I look at the back cover and I'm like, oh, that would have been cool if it had been in color, but no. I the thought the
3: co- back cover looked like crap. Oh, really? What yeah, with I'm the with color. You. yeah I'm i with Yeah, i I didn't really like the, the back color, and I, I sort of appreciate how it's in black and, and everything's in shades of gray yeah. um, throughout, but. See, there you go. I agree shades with you, Brian. Of gray. I good agree point.
2: With it's a very, very good point.
0: Well, it adds to the sort of the sense of uh, what we're dealing with. Yeah, and sort of the world you're stepping into.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. But, yeah, I thought, I, mean, I thought the artwork was good. I mean, it was. But the thing is, is when, you, when I pick up something like this, and it, the art isn't, you know, like, you, okay, powers. Right. You pick up powers, you like know, it's a comic book. You know, you look at it, and you start reading right. it, and you're like, the way uh-huh. it's drawn, and even though it's kind of elemental, you know, the way he draws kind sure. of basic, it's a comic book. Right. You pick this up and you look at this and you're like, okay, this isn't a comic book. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, this is going to be a little bit more in-depth. It's going to be a little bit different.
1: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's also a little bit undersized to try to get that idea across as well. Like, the physical pages are a little bit smaller. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah it's not a
0: normal
1: graphic yeah. novel size.
0: It's not paneled out like a normal.
1: Right.
2: But it flowed good. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. one thing because I was compare it with
1: ours yeah compare compare <laughs> compare to oh, the, yeah yeah, yeah the, how the panels fall on the page and all that yeah i think that the uh sequential art style of, of this artist really worked effectively for letting you see the sequence of events you know and that that's uh i don't know scotty i don't Good.
2: think you like the end because it was a love scene <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming the whole reason you hate the hulk, the hulk no. in love
1: Scott, no. scotty the only no. single man among us <laughs>
2: <laughs> like
0: sour grapes no I didn't like it because, like I said, what I liked about the 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 book was the supernatural elements you know um the otherworldly elements, and uh, there was a i think you could have you could have wrapped it up a little quicker I also didn't like the whole you know meaning is in the uh interpreter uh, I, 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 you know, and there's certainly that with the Ooh, spoiler but certainly that with the box you know with the whatever the word i forget how he how they phrased it but um that's just a personal philosophy thing than any more than anything else come on have
2: you seen aragon the word is okay. the thing
0: you see now you're making my case for me <laughs> aragon see that's what you get with that worldview. aragon <laughs> Some 10-year-old kin, kid that writes a crappy dragon book series. Well, okay. Uh, then I, they make a movie out of it, and the
2: movie sucks. The and movie, people are the, surprised. Okay, the, the, okay, one thing I'm going to ruin, Aragon, for everyone
1: out there, <laughs> it's
2: Star Wars. And then the next book is The Empire Strikes Back, and we're coming up on the third book, which will be Return of the Jedi. But guess what? I'm 39 years old, and I could not have written that book. That kid was 17, or 15 when he wrote yeah. it, so I take my hat off to him. Right. And I paid good money for it, so... Yeah, but are you going to pay good money for the third one? Absolutely, I am. Really, oh, man. Well, I'll pay. Yeah, I, well, they frown on paying with fake money, so
0: <laughs>
2: depends on where you get it. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, it depends on where you get it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll read it. I'll read it when it comes out.
1: So, so did anybody get a chance to check out the uh, uh, interview with uh, Wilson on uh, NPR? It was on Talk of the Nation.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. No, you know
2: what? It I- was on Fresh Air, wasn't it? No, it was on Talk of the Nation. Uh, oh.
0: That was another th- element, back to a philosophical thing, that I didn't really... I, I, it didn't ruin it for me, but it was a little bit in the back of my mind that it seemed a little forced. I, I think that all the characters, and some of them are Westerners, but there's a Westerner mentality, it seemed to me like... To all of it. To
3: all of it.
0: Yeah. And... Um, which can be a little self-serving.
3: Well, she... I was just reading the thing about her in the back, you know, the, about the right. author, little segment, and evidently she spent some, all, some time over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but she was to, born to, in
0: New Jersey and, and then became a Muslim.
1: Well, don't, don't you think that she's kind of the, the blonde, naive chick in the book?
0: Yeah. yeah that's completely uh, her, what I thought. Well, and here, but back to, oh, I will go back to my me not liking the end. <laughs> there is a point where you have a woman writing a woman's line for a man. And I'll read it to you. <laughs> I'm it to. says, I'm being serious. I want to know what you think about when you're alone to speak to you in your own language. No man's going to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's I agree. <laughs> with now, there's plenty of women who would say that. But, I agree But with I read you. that and I'm like, wait, they must have messed up the word balloons. Yeah, they got That should have, got have been the backwards. woman saying
2: that. <laughs> nope, it's the guy.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Um,
2: but what, I feel I'm, I'm, glad, I'm really glad you picked this because I, I would never have picked this to read. And it's well it. worth the read. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. like you.
0: If I'd seen this in the store, I'd have been like, Yeah, whatever. What in the world am I reading? Where's that, that Iron Man armor yeah, War? <laughs> 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 We're steaming in the bottle.
1: Yeah, right. right. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. That's ex- you're exactly right. That's what I would have done.
1: Well, now, um, the biggest uh, criticism I have read of the different like, oh. online criticisms I've read of Cairo is the ending. You know, uh, well, and and, 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 here, and here's, and here's what it is. Um, uh, the, a couple of the reviews I read went off about how it's a very, um, uh, actually one of them was very funny. It was going off about how, uh, we call everything post something these days. And, uh, this is definitely a post comic book, <laughs> you know? Uh. And, um, uh, he said, and, and the, the, the reviewer re- wrote that, um, uh, for a post-modern comic book, you really don't expect the happy ending, you know.
2: Yeah, it, but why can't you have a happy ending every once in a while? It's not the I, end of the world. I, I didn't. It's very American. I didn't. I didn't, yeah.
1: I didn't dislike it in any way. But but at the and same it's time, so that, that was. And it's so believable
2: because you know, Israeli army uh, women in the Israeli army, they they desert all the time to go and uh, be with their um, <laughs> Egyptian Hashish drug runners. I mean. It's actually a—it's actually a problem. I, I heard it on uh, NPR.
1: If you heard it on NPR, it must utterly <laughs> true. true. I saw it in well, Wikipedia. Well, have you ever heard?
2: You know, they often uh, the Israeli government return, refers refers to NPR as the National Palestinian Radio because <laughs> they say it's uh, it's anti-Israeli, pro-Palestinian.
0: I I thought it was not that, but back to the ending. I didn't hate the ending, but like said, so it just kind of I thought they could have ended it sooner if it makes any sense. You know, and I and I do think that she was trying to start with you're in the real world, now we're into this sort of other world yeah, thing. We're into this- now we're back into the real world. But yeah. so I think it worked on that, but I it would have highlighted that otherworldliness if they would have just if they could have ended it right after the kid with the sword and
3: all that. and you know. It ended it when they opened the box. Yeah, exactly. That, that would have been good. I'm with
1: you. Right, right, right. But that probably offended uh, Wilson's sense of closure, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it definitely has a sense of closure with it like this. But, I, I, you know, but that, it, I think when you end kind of open like that, there is a sense of closure, but there's still a sense of open that... Um,
1: Oh I, I know you know what, you're what talking I mean
0: about- you' know what I'm talking about it, it has a, it it gives you um I think it's a better statement. I think you kind of fizzle out the other way
1: i think I think that if you go out of your way to um end with too much closure, you end up answering some things that need to be left as questions exactly yeah.
0: well and, and you t- and like I said, I think you fizzle out as right. opposed to ending on a high note, you kind of go right it's kind of. A little bit of that in this, but not unless
3: you want to. Unless you want to go somewhere else with a second graphic right, novel, right?
0: And then usually, what happens is they stick something right there at the end. You know, you get a cliffhanger, even if it's a mild cliffhanger. Sure. You have something yeah. that you know pushes you that way.
3: Sure. Well, I, I said that if they want to go, if she wanted to go with a second graphic novel, then um, you know that certain people got back together, and you know all this kind of stuff happened, and that. You take it from there. Um, you, you pick up there. Right. You, well, you um,
0: know that Han Solo is going to be put in
2: the uh, ice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the, the
2: next one, he'll be frozen in
3: carbonite. The They'll have uh, a genie in a crack pipe. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> now, I don't, I don't know if she's going to do a follow-up to this, but she's actually working on um, a new Vertigo series, so it's, and it's called Air. It's not, not going to be. It's about Michael that. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a graphic novel. It's it's actually going to be like an, an ongoing series, but I don't know I don't know what her plans are for it. I just I just know of its existence because it was announced about three months ago at one of the comic cons. Oh, okay, cool. And I'm showing Scotty a picture of the cover from the first issue. It's got a girl who looks
0: like she's free falling out of a plane or something.
1: But I don't I don't know what the is it the same of, artist. Um, you know what? It looks like it might be. Hang on, let me see if I can. Find it's in out.
0: color. Hi.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it is the same artist. Um, let's see, sort of, uh, the, 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 it says that the story focuses on a uh, narcoleptic flight attendant named Blythe. Uh, see? Who, who during, that's, but who, that's
0: been done so an, many times.
1: <laughs> who During an in-air terrorist hijacking, uh, they, they turn the plane around in the direction of a country that doesn't exist. And then it goes on from there. Okay, I don't know what yeah, She's got evidence. a thing
0: about terrorism, doesn't
3: she? Apparently. Well, you yeah. write about what you know, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, I mean, and that's the thing. I,
1: I'm pretty sure that I read that she was a journalist in the Middle East, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, she worked. Yeah.
3: It, it said in the back here that she worked for the Atlantic Monthly, so. Well, she was born in Jersey, so she's probably
0: angry about that.
3: And she's also been published in Time, uh, New York Times, or wait, am I reading that right? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. you're right. And uh, also Time, or Times Magazine. Yeah, um, uh, New uh, York
2: Times Magazine. That was it. Nor- Cairo magazine
3: normal comic book
1: authors do not get on talk of the nation unless there's something else going on yeah right who's right. <laughs> on the O'Reilly factor no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's the show this week we hope you had fun feel free to leave us an iTunes review you can check us out on the web by going to the legion of next week a character spotlight on the mighty thor The Legion is a production of VSA Entertainment, vsaentertainment.com.